Do you recognize the song? It's Skinnamarink, of course, the signature number from Sharon, Lois, and Bram, Canada's platinum-selling children's entertainers of the 1980s and 90s. But the voices you heard now are from a TikTok video that Sharon Hampson made as part of the newest iteration of her show business career. At 79, she's on all the social media platforms and Zoom with new albums, new books, and now, COVID-permitting, live shows in a band together with her daughter, Randy, plus her grandsons, Elijah and Ethan Ullman. Coming off a career that spans more than 40 years, including 21 best-selling albums, two hit TV shows, and gigs at the White House and Carnegie Hall, Sharon Hampson is still having fun bringing her trio songs to audiences, old fans who love the nostalgia, but also capturing brand new fans who've never heard of them. I think the big thing that people uh, get most shocked by is like when you think of TikTok influencers that blow up, you think of these young, uh, uh, like, children around sort of TikTok like, dancing yeah, TikTok style, dancing so. people around uh, <laughs> like their t- early 20s and then we and have, not 79 year olds yeah I was gonna say that we have that uh, that gigantic jump to our, our you know my mother and my grandmother but yeah it's very surreal definitely very surreal that your um, mother and grandmother are social media influencers it's a very strange sentence <laughs> to come you know out of my mouth I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, May the 12th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Ethan and Elijah Ullman are 18 and 20. They're full-time U of T students. And although they grew up in a musical dynasty with their grandparents' songs in their blood... It took the pandemic lockdown for them to agree to help out during their Bubby's Zoom performances last year. And now they're all set to mount the family's first live indoor show since the pandemic at the Regent Theatre in Oshawa on Sunday, May 15th. And despite Sharon's worry that her voice isn't as strong as it used to be, her daughter and grandson say she still got it. Coming up, Sharon, Randy, Elijah, and Ethan will be here to explain how they make music that's relevant for today's kids who are raised on Frozen and Baby Shark. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Jessica Steinberg, the Daily Briefing co-host at the Times of Israel and the Arts and Culture Editor, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. It's been just over a month since Canadian orchestra conductor Boris Brat was killed in Hamilton when he was struck by a car. Now, the Brat Music Festival organization, which he founded, has named an interim artistic director to lead the company through its 35th season. Brat's widow, Ardeth, announced it will be Alain Trudel, a Montreal composer and conductor who has worked under Brat as a student and is a virtuoso trombonist. The Brat Music Festival begins at the end of June in Hamilton, and this year's edition is dedicated to the memory of its founder, calling him the Unconquerable Soul. And now, stay tuned for this important message. From award-winning journalist Marsha Lederman comes Kiss the Red Stairs, a compelling memoir of Holocaust survival, intergenerational trauma, divorce, and discovery that will guide readers through several lifetimes of monumental change. Marsha was five when a simple question led to a horrifying answer. She asked her mother why she didn't have any grandparents. Her mother told her the truth, the Holocaust. Decades later... Her parents dead and herself a mother to a young son, Marsha begins to wonder how much history has shaped her own life. Reeling in the wake of a divorce, she craves her parents' help. But in their absence, she is gripped by a need to understand the trauma they suffered 
and she begins her own journey into the past to tell her family stories of loss and resilience. Kiss the Red Stairs, available now wherever books are sold. And joining me now from Toronto are Sharon Hampson of Sharon Lois and Bram, her daughter Randy Hampson, who does vocals and piano, and her grandsons Ethan and Elijah Ullman, who do vocals and bass guitar. Listen, it's great to meet you uh, ahead of your live concert coming up in Oshawa, Ontario. Are you busy in rehearsals now? We had well, a day rehearsal last night and we have a, a couple more just because we want to be really, it's our first live in-person indoor concert ever. And, uh, and for Sharon since the pandemic started. So we're excited and uh we want it to be really fun and uh successful the challenge is making the rehearsal finding rehearsal time that fits in with every else everyone else's commitments the boys are in have been in school and they're actively involved in the politics of of today in toronto but we're doing what we what sharon lois and bram have always done which is you prepare a concert, you rehearse, you get together, you try to get the kinks out of it, you you know, figure things out. And it's great to do it. You, know, you, you can imagine for a grandmother to do it, for a booby to be doing it with her daughter and her grandsons is only like the best thing. <laughs> I, I want to direct this at, uh, at the boys. What pressure was there, if any, growing up that you would join the firm, as the royal oh, family man. calls it, right? Not at all. Really, I... There was never any pressure on me to, you know, there was some piano lessons when I was young, but I stopped doing that when I was seven, but there was never any pressure on, you know, either of us to really learn an instrument. We were always encouraged to be musical um, and always encouraged to, you know, keep music in our life, but there was never really, you know, there was never really any pressure to be like, hey, you know, we want you to do this when you get older. It really sort of incidentally only came about, you know, by the time COVID rolled around, I'd already been playing guitar since like 2016, 2017. So I already had a bass level of experience myself. Um, but basically, uh, you know, my mother and my grandmother came up to me and said, hey, you know, we're doing some of these little virtual concerts. Do you want to accompany us? And I said, you know, sure. Um, and then, so, you know, this sort of started expanding over time. Gradually, we brought Jim in, we brought my friend and percussionist Zach in and, you know, sort of the bubble just kept on expanding until we got to sort of midway through last year, or maybe a bit earlier when we had, you know, very sizable groups, like full ensembles playing full concerts together. Elijah, did you feel any pressure? Any, well, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, so they started doing these concerts and then they were like, we could use a third, and I thought, ah, I, I could help them or I could sleep. And, and then I realized <laughs> at a certain point that sleeping wasn't really as fulfilling as, as spending time with my family and singing songs that I just knew by heart. And that was just it, is I'd hear them and I would be singing to myself and people would, I, I, I would be playing a game with somebody online and they'd say, what is that or something? And I, I would be like, what? And then it would, I would realize that I was subconsciously singing it when uh, they were playing, you know, practicing downstairs and then eventually... You know, it was a natural progression that I would just end up, you know, helping them uh, with their music. Do you have to or do you feel that the audience wants you to recreate the sounds of the songs exactly how they knew them? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, because that's that's um, a different kind of thing than, say, an artist that is reinterpreting it or trying to sort of in, in continue their own career and not be bored out of their mind singing the same thing a million times. So I wanted you guys to talk a little bit about that legacy and how you deal with that. 
Yeah, well, so it's not, you know, a new band. It's Sharon and and friends, which, you know, even though it has new parts, it, it still has some of the similar sound of, uh, I mean, it's the same style. Very so, much so a continuation. So it makes no sense for me to try to uh, cover, if you will, these, these old songs. We call it a Sharon Lewis and Bram sing-along with Sharon, Randy, and friends. And... Um, Our family to your family. Yeah. And we have, we are continuing to create new music. So we have um, written three books now. And those books are um, expanded versions of beloved Sharon Lois and Bram songs. So we have recorded those new versions. So Skin and Rink has a new iteration. One Elephant Went Out to Play is about to come out as a, as a book, and it has n- completely new words and has become a counting song. So we are trying to introduce new music to the audience while still playing and singing the beloved tunes that everyone is familiar with, like Coming Round the Mountain and Five Little Monkeys. The interesting thing is, is that much of the audience... It's not, you know, Elephant Show hasn't been, or Skin and Rink TV have not been on the air for many, many years. So the people who are most familiar with the old repertoire is the audience, it's the adults, it's the parents. And so they obviously want to hear their old faves. But I mean, we do, we do many, many, many of our old faves. That's where we're drawn for the most part from those songs. And we could never, ever, ever get away with not doing skin and rink because and the thing about skin and rink is it's we do it now and it's new and it's new evolved um, shape but there's enough of the old there the chorus that they know and love is there so it you know it connects so what would you say is the difference between uh what children are listening to now i'm thinking frozen and other sort of intentional message-laden stories versus what you did and and are still doing? The thing is that I think that um, they're doing all of that, but when they come to our concert, they're the same as the kids were 25, 35 years ago. You know, we invite them to sing along. They don't say, oh, this is boring. I, I want a message. You know, I mean, we say, stand up and, and do the do the whatever. And I'm doing it here. Not Hucklebuck. What is it, Randy, that we're doing? Ball in the jack. Ball in the jack. We say, you know, put your knees together, you know, all this stuff. So we invite them to sing along and and do along and all of that stuff. And they do. So whatever values we put into what we did and whatever value that had lives on. So I want to bring up your social media presence. Bram retired, yet he is uh, back on social media with TikTok, some of his uh, his collabs with you, Sharon, on TikTok. Um, who has come? Somebody, anybody famous, like that you want to collaborate with? Maybe Drake. He has a kid now, right? So maybe there's. <laughs> is there some plan to reach out to him too? That's I a was, good idea. I was excited to see Megan Trainer liked one of our videos recently. Kate Hudson and her daughter. She filmed her daughter singing "Skin and Rink" holding two microphones recently. Josh Groban put a throwback post up on Instagram um, listening to Smorgasbord, which we thought was really, really cool. But yeah, it's 
there are lots of people. Well, I think you should reach out to Drake. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple more quick questions. How has age, and I'm, this is for Sharon, influenced the way you perform now in terms of how your quality of your voice, that's an issue with, you know, Simon and Garfunkel, people they couldn't sing as well anymore. James Taylor, everyone's like, oh, how's his voice? Oh, he can still sing. That's how people go to concerts and try to see how they are. So I just wondered if you're, you do anything differently or uh, sing differently to care for your throat better differently. Everything is in a lower key. I was very irritated when I was watching a, a Gordon Lightfoot doc and they kept cutting from him live, like currently live, to an old recording of the same song. And it was in the same key. And it really irritated me because nothing's in. But then I heard another conversation with Anne Murray, and she talked about how the keys got lower and lower. Bram talks about that all the time. He says, we used to sing it in such and such a key. And, you know, we sing it in G and now it's in, in E or, you know, or, or F. So we it does lower. And, and I think the thing that influences my voice most of all I, I worry about my voice you know about it being okay my family keeps telling me it's okay and I keep thinking it's not quite but hopefully someone will it'll be clear when I have to stop I don't feel like stopping yet of course my energy is different that seems reasonable Ran. yeah and I also think that you have an energy when we are singing together we had a couple friends just sitting on the couch when we were rehearsing last week and we're doing a song called Ball in a Jack, which has full choreography and it's very high energy. And poo 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 at 79, my mom has still got that spring in her step and tons of energy. Yeah, and I, I was just going to say, like, you know, she's in the grand scheme of things, I think she's very like self critical of herself. It's everything still sounds stellar and she's still, you know, really bringing the heat for lack of a better term, you know, she still has the energy on stage, still sort of, it's because it's it's the presence, you know, when you get on stage, this is also something which I was looking to mention at some point, uh, a Sharon and Friends concert, and Sharon Lewis and Bram concert, it's not just about the music, it's about the interaction between who's on stage and the audience, you know, and it's about bringing that energy and bringing that out of kids, and my grandmother can definitely, and adults for that matter, my grandmother can still definitely do that. Wow. Yeah. Thank there you. you. So on stage, do you call her Bubby or do you call her Sharon? How is the professional, you know, what are your rules here? Mm, uh, I call her rushing or dragging. Um, <laughs> no, but they don't get to call me anything except no, that don't. Elijah gets to sing grandma verse. Although admittedly, she has confused our names once or twice. So she gets to call me Elijah sometimes. <laughs> oh my God, everybody does that. They go through the list of all the kids and then they figure out, you know, it's that's a normal thing. Just FYI. My, my Zadie, her, her father, not only ran through all the grandchildren, but also the cats. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you didn't do elephants at that time. <laughs> And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. If you like the CJN Daily, why not tell a friend about it so they can start listening too? Meanwhile, today's listener shout-out goes to Graham Fig in Boca Raton, Florida. And we'll end the episode with a little more from Sharon and family. It's a song they recorded during the pandemic, but it was written years ago by her late husband, Joe Hampson, who was part of another legendary Canadian band, The Travelers. It's called Talk About Peace. 
There's a whole lot of people in this old world Living on nothing but hate If things don't change around pretty soon It's gonna be too late They're building guns and tanks And bombs and planes And I don't know what all You better listen to the people When they talk about peace Hear the children when they call They talk about love Talk about this episode has been brought to you by Looking Back, Moving Forward, 160 Years of Jewish Life in B.C. Published by the Jewish Museum and Archives of British Columbia for their 50th anniversary, this elegant volume is a once-in-a-generation collection of Jewish life and history throughout the province. Order your copy today at jewishmuseum.ca.